Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to the Jazzy's podcast. Everybody's talking about the seventh sun in the whole round world. There is only one. I'm the one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. One they call the seventh sun. Hello, everybody. Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast, and that is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Joining us today is none other than trumpeter and vocalist extraordinaire Matt von Roderick. Known for his distinctive style, seamlessly blending classic lush tones with daring multiphonics, melodic vocals and the occasional dash of spoken word, von Roderick is a true master of his craft, and he's here to share his musical journey and insights with us today on the Jazz Is podcast. But that's not all, as we will also be diving deep into his latest album, Celestial Heart, a recently released work that showcases his one-of-a-kind sound, taking listeners on a captivating expedition through his original compositions and his unique interpretations of beloved standards and jazz classics. So fire up an audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazz Is Podcast. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the Jazz Is Podcast. Hello, Matt, and thank you so much for having me. You know, for this podcast series, to break the proverbial ice, I always like to ask, uh, you know, the artists that I speak with to share a memory uh, with us about, you know, from early childhood, from their early life, when you feel like you awaken to the power of music and maybe you also realize that you'd want to become a musician when you grow up. Yeah, well, the first thing that, that comes to mind is the very first improvised solo that I took at a concert. This was in high school. And um, I felt like I was floating. I felt like I was in, you know, an alternate universe um, of infinite possibility. And maybe it was kind of an outer body experience. Um, I'm not really sure what you would call it. Uh, But that definitely piqued my interest in exploring more of what can happen when you play music and the power of it. And from there, I've found that, of course, if you tap into it on that level, the audience can have some semblance of the very same feeling, which is, you know, I mean, that's the power of music. That's incredibly therapeutic um, to, to play in such a way and sing in such a way that, uh, as my mother who passed away a few years ago used to say, is it music that you can dream to? I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I take it you still feel that way. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like that's that's a core element in my music and philosophy. You sing as well as you play the trumpet. At what point in your life did you become enamored with this amazing instrument? My father is a classical violinist and my mother was a classical pianist. So I actually started on their instruments pretty early at ages three and four. And 
I didn't quite take to either of them. I think it was kind of a, a situation where I wanted to find my own voice, you know, no pun intended. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes you have your parents watching over your shoulder when you're doing something. And although classical music is such a huge influence for me and a very important part of my musical personality, I fell in love with the freedom that is inherent in jazz, this freedom of expression. For me, I found no other music or even art form, um, I guess I'm you know, predisposed to music, but uh, that can give you such a, f a feeling of freedom of expression. And when you talk about freedom of expression, you of course are a composer as well. Did composing come easy to you from early on as well? And was there anything in particular that you wanted to express? Was it about yourself? Was it about something about what you were seeing around you? Yeah, for composition, and yeah, I do compose, absolutely. Um, I think I just opened my mind's ear to the unknown and just allow myself to dream up fantastic possibilities. What if this existed? You know, what if this feeling, this in sound existed? And, and then how can you create it? You know, and then it's almost like, how do you create that effect? You know? So then it's a process of figuring out how to create the effect and the sounds will come to your ear. You know, I usually compose on the piano, maybe map out some bass notes or chords, and then I hear uh, melodies and lyrics fill in. And the trumpet is actually the last in the line of <laughs> composition for me. Um, but of course it is there. Yes, it's there. And when you mentioned fantastic, you know, dreaming up these fantastic things and worlds you, that you kind of think up, they maybe come out of your imagination. That makes total sense to me because I listened to your album, Celestial Heart, and I hear it. I hear a lot of that. It, it almost like it comes from some of it, uh, another world. And I did wonder whether that was a starting point for you in recording this this project too. Well, I think it, by now it's just a part of my, like I said, musical personality and approach. Maybe it goes back to what you said, you know, about a, a sort of formative experience with music and jazz improvisation, um, where I'm always doing my best to get back to that feeling of that dreamlike state. And yeah, I think it's just in there with the multiphonics that I do, or I'm, I'm singing and playing at the same time, that sort of, you know, blows things wide open. Um, in terms of possibility, and you can play the trumpet almost like it's uh, a chordal instrument, a guitar or a piano, and I can uh, actually play three notes at once and delineate harmony that way. And then also there's relatively new approaches that I've been uh, doing for a, a little while with looping and creating washes of sound and, and pads of sound that are kind of this atmospheric soundscape. Um, and I think those things tend to conjure that, as you said, otherworldly feeling. Um, and I'm interested, you know, I love the classic standards and, you know, what's come to be known as the uh, Great American Songbook. And I'm, you know, I'm a jazz artist. At the same time, I think part of the tradition of jazz is, at least here and there, to see how can we reinvent it, you know? So I think that manifesto is very much intact on Celestial Heart. And you definitely hear it on Fly Me to the Moon. It's a it's a version that's, you know, not out there until this point. Right. 
Fly Me to the Moon, and then, you know, I Fall in Love Too Easily. You know, there, there are two songs that uh, I've been out there. They are interpreted all the times, but like the way that they sound in your album is something else. And uh, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up because uh, you can hear, despite the, the, modern, the more modern sounds in the album, some of which you mentioned, that you also have a love for the tradition of jazz too. Most certainly. It's kind of a, a search for balance, in a way. I think for Fly Me to the Moon, as we said, it's a very celestial treatment of the song. It's very different. It's um, an exploratory modal approach to the song, which really modernizes it in a really cool way. Um, And yeah, for me, when we talk about the jazz tradition and innovation and how they go hand in hand, it actually is the tradition. And part of the balance for me comes back to my vocals and trumpet. And it's the mixture of the two that provides that for me, because I'm really able to deliver the lyrical content and the original melody intact when I sing. And then I can really just go off into outer space as I wish when I play the trumpet. It's almost like a a graduation uh, gradated uh, effect where I I start uh, songs often with the muted trumpet and it sort of draws the listener in you know and then i move to the vocals and then we have the storytelling aspect right and then you take out the mute and it's open horn and all bets are off then we're we're off to the races at that point and we go you know off into the ozone track you are hearing is from Matt Von Roderick's new album, Celestial Heart, available now. We'll talk some more about this record in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Matt Von Roderick. When I was listening to your album, uh, we talked about it being otherworldly, and it is true. And so the word that comes to my my mind is adventurousness, but then... Also a little bit of experimentation, uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of maybe craft in these sounds. There's got to be some fascinating work there with maybe the instruments, your voice and technology too, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, at the same time, for this session, I really just brought in sketches and we had no rehearsal. So that what you're hearing is some very fresh in the moment, kind of a magical moment that occurred. So... While I do think about uh, sonics and production, this album is what you might call, you know, more of a a pure jazz album um, in that it really was created 
just in one afternoon, essentially. We did add some elements um, in post. We brought in Gil Goldstein, who did some incredible orchestral production. You know, he's done some great work with Esperanza Spalding and Pat Metheny and uh, Chris Bodie. And he actually played with Wayne Shorter back in the day, you know, and he really added some sprinkled some what I call Gil Goldstein dust <laughs> onto the album. Mm-hmm. But the core element was actually just created live in the moment, like, a, you know, an old school jazz record. So it has that. Uh, that feeling to it. And I think that's part of what makes it so special. Um, And I mean, just to get to the personnel, you know, we have Jim Keltner, who's a legendary drummer who played with everybody from uh, John Lennon and other members of the Beatles uh, to Eric Clapton and Bob Dylan and Steely Dan and Mike Valerio, who's an incredible bass player here in Los Angeles and uh, first call session player. Um, Barry Goldberg makes an appearance on organ and he actually played back in the day with Bob Dylan when he went electric, that legendary night at the uh, Newport Folk Festival. And my father makes an appearance on violin at the end of uh, the song, The Seventh Son. So, and we have also Johnny Lee Shell, a great blues guitar player on slide guitar, um, who has worked with B.B. King and uh, Bonnie Raitt. So it's, it's the personnel too that naturally craft the sound, call people in and, and let them be who they are. And the chemistry just happened to hit right. You know, I, I don't know what to call it, except it was just, it was a magical day of recording and it was yeah. kind of a, you know, an exploratory session and it really became a very special and unique album. Uh, you could even that. call it celestial chemistry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like right. that. Right. But another, another thing that I was curious to ask you about was uh, spoken word because I was listening to one of the tracks of the album playing among the stars and you integrate that into yeah. it. And I, and I wondered whether, cause that's another thing that maybe, you know, some other artists would shy away from, but this is something that yeah. you also experiment with and use within uh, your music and in this particular track too. Yeah. I love spoken word. For some reason, it gives me kind of a heightened feeling. Sometimes I liken it to, you know, when people are, are giving a sermon of sorts, you know, there's that kind of elevated higher energy of speaking, you know, like we're speaking, you know, regularly right now, but if you launch into poetry, you can, it's, it's not quite singing, but it's almost there. And that in between space is really fascinating for me. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. That just came to me in that moment that it would be nice to deliver that, that piece of poetry. Um, and that's actually something I'd uh, written before. And it just, you know, you have all these things in your, your grab bag, as it were, once you've done a certain amount of performing and composing and improvising, and things will just come up in the moment, say, here's the time to present this for the listener um, and, and take them into a new realm. Um, so yeah, spoken word is amazing. Uh, the lyrical content, of course, but also it's just a feeling, you know, there's, yeah. I think there's a, a form of um, opera. It's coming back to me from my music school days. Um, it's like a Sprechersticke or something like that. That's German for sing, speak. Um, that was used in an opera and it was considered somewhat innovative at the time um, where it's not quite singing, but it's not quite speaking. It's in between. And there's something interesting about that feeling. What happens with the music once it's recorded and you're out there performing it, does it continue to evolve? 
Well, I am a jazz artist. <laughs> so yes, I will play the songs differently every night on tour. And at the same time, the goal is to bring the general feeling of the album and the general feeling and intention of each song to the listener every time I perform. You know, The Seventh Son is perhaps more earthbound, although this is, you know, Celestial Heart is the album, right? So that song is more like an earthy, down-home blues. Chicago yeah. blues, yeah. Um, written by the late, great bass player Willie Dixon. So it covers that aspect. It hits that slot, that point, you know, in the musical meal, in a way, for the listener and for the audience. And so that's what that's for. Okay, we want to bring it back and bring them back into, you know, this earthbound experience and a very, you know, down home blues feeling. And then we want to fly them to the moon, fly them to Mars, actually, <laughs> you know, on, uh, on Fly Me to the Moon or Waking Up Mars on Mars, which is another track. Um, that one was just improvised in the moment by the way, uh, but now it's become sort of a, a thing that we, we go for live. Right. It's amazing. So there's a lot of traveling involved when you listen to this, this music, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole spectrum of possibility. I think that's what's fascinating about the album. Well, uh, Matt, it has been fascinating speaking with you. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. And thank you for talking with us also about uh, your new album, Celestial Heart. I really appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much to you. And thank you so much to Jazz's Magazine. enjoyed my conversation with Matt von Roderick. His new album, Celestial Heart, is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz A's Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzaise.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Celestial Heart by Matt Von Roderick plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz A's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzaze.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.